Well, let's uh, zero in on Rugby World Cup a little bit uh, more. Of course, uh, every knockout game you will hear on SENZ. We can't wait to bring you all that action, but there's a, a bit to get through before that scenario of the final eight. We head to France and catch up with the rugby passes. Uh, fine rugby writer, Mr. Ben Smith, who joins us. Ben, thanks so much for, for dropping by. Um, I've clearly outlined my love for these phony wars, the war of words. You must love them being a rugby scribe. Uh, yeah, you can take what you will from them, but there's always hidden messages in behind what they're trying to do, what they're trying to say. So uh, you have to take them with a grain of salt. I think with Russi saying he'd rather sit around for two weeks, I think if you asked any of their, his own players, you'd expect that they'd want to be out there instead of just sitting there thinking about what's to come for them when you go in cold to a quarterfinal against France. So I think he's just trying to convince himself that they're sitting pretty when when really, you know, in two weeks' time, everyone's playing knockout rugby anyway. So what would you rather? Would you rather have Scotland as a little bit of an entree or would you rather be sitting around twiddling your thumbs? So even well, a game against Uruguay might be more beneficial than, than sitting around, in your opinion, which is obviously the, the scenario for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, even that, I think, would probably see the number ones out again from the All Blacks to just continue to build into what will be a, a tough quarterfinal. And you think uh, South Africa facing the prospect of playing France at home in a home World Cup. And I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to be sitting around for two weeks for that. <laughs> I did love Rossi Erasmus also, and, and he's great on um, uh, Twitter. Uh, I, I think he's just really good for the sport, the, the way he sort of engages with fans, the things he actually says. Uh, he provides us in the media with plenty to ponder too. I, I love that little chart that someone had provided him with every single scenario of the Ireland-Scotland game and how that would impact uh, on the table. And there's basically one scenario uh, that would see South Africa out of the mix. And I hope I got this right, that Scotland win with the bonus point and um, it's it's more than 21 points, the, the margin, and Ireland also pick up a bonus point. So, you know, it's yeah. so unlikely South Africa are not going to make the quarterfinals, is what I'm saying in a very convoluted way. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're pretty self-assured that they're going to be there. I don't think, I think Ireland's, or sorry, Scotland's biggest ever win over Ireland is 38-10. So you're looking at a historical performance and Ireland have to score four tries. I'd say, I know they talked about the match-fixing part in the Jack Nenebis press conference, but that's probably the only way that that result actually happens. Yeah, it, it just seems so unlikely. Seems so unlikely. Uh, but he's right to remind Ireland, is he not? It, it, it seems their fans and, you know, a lot of the media clips that I've watched and, and what I've read, it seems like they've been preoccupied with the quarterfinal. I'd be a little bit peeved if I was Scotland. Yeah, you think that the Scots will get up for the game, no doubt. And I think, though, if we look back to that first game, South Africa-Scotland and the pools, Scotland did bring a lot of emotion to that, but it wasn't in the right in the right, the right kind, it didn't play out well. And I think Finn Russell had a terrible game and it, he was, they were trying to play with an intensity to match the South Africans and it just, it just wasn't there. And I think Scotland will probably do themselves in. And so if you're Ireland, you're sitting there, um, I'm, I, honestly, I wouldn't be too, too concerned. They've, they've won twice in over a decade. So, you know, I, It'll be a good head out for Ireland, and I think that's what you want because you're going to be playing knockout rugby a week later anyway. So, um, 
yeah, as I said, I think Rossi's trying to play mind games, put pressure on Ireland, but this this Irish side, I don't think they'll be that phased, to be honest. Now, I'm with you, too, and, and, you know, my last name should give you an indication who I want to win, uh, but but I just don't see Scotland winning against this uh, the, this Irish side. They're, they're too good. So w- when you reflect on Ireland and South Africa, who's better positioned, do you think, for a deeper run in the tournament? Uh, I definitely think Ireland. Um, but just, just so we talk on that, like, if you're South Africa, you don't want Scotland to go through. And if you're New Zealand on the other side, you don't want Italy to go through because you've got the, the four strongest teams there. Why would you want to give one of those teams an easy quarter when you're fighting a war and they get supposedly an easy quarter? So none, none of those teams have any desire to see a Scotland get through or an Italy get through. You all, like, uh, you're just giving someone who you may have to face at a later stage a tougher, tougher opponent. Who's, how's South African rugby Twitter treating you at the moment, Ben? I love how you can wind them up magnificently. They take the bait every time, don't they, Just? Uh, yeah, we've had, we've had a few run-ins over the last few years, but it's basically come down to, you know, this tournament is kind of like the final run-in. Um, and my, my thing has always been, well, just well, you've got you to prove it. You've got to back it up. And it, it hasn't happened. You know, like they got the Lions series, but... You know, and he, the, there's a comment in there from Rusty about being number ones and you wouldn't want to be number one for four years. Well, well they had their shot at number one. It lasted a few months. That that was it. Like, they don't handle that. Ireland's, Ireland's handled it for much longer than South Africa have. Um, and I think, you know, we are hanging on to this thing that All Blacks in South Africa are the two most successful Rugby World Cup teams. We're, we're hanging on to this notion that they are still you know, the best and they're going to shop at this World Cup. But I think the change of the guard has happened. The two best teams are France and Ireland. And we, France and Ireland have already beat All Blacks and Springboks in pool play, play and they're going to swap over. Yep. And the likely result is that they're going to do the same thing to the other one. So I think we uh one from six or one from five against Ireland and France and South Africa are 0 from three against France and Ireland. In this in the cycle leading into this World Cup, so the you know the the history is there that Ireland and France kind of have our numbers. So the All Blacks, South Africa included, are the hunters. That that France, Ireland. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. You look at the polls. Every 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 leader of the poll is Northern Hemisphere. The only undefeated teams are Ireland, France, Wales, and England. And I'd say that's. You know, like likely going to be the semi. Like the other side is obviously, uh, it's a water fight, and we've got a war on this side of the draw. But you know, the, the Ireland and France have proven to be consistent winners, and I mean, it's not guaranteed that you got to play. But um, you know, they they would go into those games, both of those quarterfinals, as favourites. Brilliant stuff. Hey Ben. Um- Ian Foster's having a laugh, isn't he? When he says the Italy game's a better spectacle than Ireland, South Africa. I th- He's I just think, trying to send a message about how he wants the game refereed, isn't he? Exactly. I think he's tried to take what was a great game in Ireland, South Africa, and tried to make a point, and probably just off the cuff hasn't thought thought it through too much. But he's probably talking about the speed of the game, and he wants a, a fast game, and All Blacks want to play a fast game. And they don't want to be dragged down 
by stoppages and um, yeah, they want the speed of the game to be high because that's how they know that they could they could tip one of those other teams up. And I think when you do get into those quarters, New Zealand and Ireland are going to play a a both are going to be able to play their best versions of what they want to do. Um, South Africa and France is going to be a brutal brutal contest. Um, and you can see even Ireland couldn't get their game going against South Africa. They just they were slowed down at the ruck. They couldn't get any of their phase play going. And they had to play they had to play a game that South Africa wanted to play, and then they still won. So it just shows you the quality of that Ireland side. Uh, some great results over the weekend for World Rugby, I thought. Fiji coming back in the second half to beat Georgia. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Georgia, have been for a long, long time. But the way Fiji play, I, I just think it's wonderful for World Rugby that they're going to be in the quarterfinals. Uh, uh, the All Blacks too. What, what should they take out of that performance against Italy? The scoreline is startling. Um, Italy have pushed yeah. a lot of uh, you know high-caliber teams. but don't win too many games, but they're generally competitive. Um, was it as good a performance as the scoreline suggests? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the, like the, the the performance itself is what you what you want. Like we scored about you know ten tries or first phase strikes, so they're executing the plans. And even in the post match, Ardi Sevier talked about that you know identified certain areas that they were going to hit Italy, and they did that and they executed. So the performance itself is ten out of ten. But whether it's going to work against someone like Ireland, yeah. I don't think. You can't, you can't, you can't draw any conclusions from that. So the the only takeaway is that we're executing, um, and yeah. whether you maintain that when you get a bit more pressure, that's another story. Yeah, and if they recycle the ball at pace on the front foot, they're going to be damn hard to beat. But uh, they'll come up against some I, I far think... better defensive lines because Italy were inept, weren't they? It seemed they looked completely yeah. shot after fifteen twenty minutes. I think the big takeaway, we the headline is the 96 points. The thing that's concerning is the 17 points they conceded because this is Italy and they don't win that often in the Six Nations. Then, granted, they've improved over the years, but they no, by no means have the best attack in the world and you'd have to give that title to Ireland. So if Italy are going to score 17 points on us, how many is Ireland going to score? Because it means that we have to to you know better that and that's that's the biggest concern ben thanks so much mate i really do uh, appreciate your time keep up the fine work we look uh, forward to you winding up the uh, south africans a little bit more and the highest highest uh, honor i described you as the stephen jones uh to south african <laughs> rugby <laughs> stephen and jones is to hear in new zealand how they, they they bite it every time um you know damn those facts that you you tend to throw out uh, towards them how, how dare you base it in uh, actual facts thanks ben appreciate it, it mate. Man. hopefully we can catch up real that's soon right. take it easy <laughs> okay, thank you.